because I had to reflect on who am I? What do I know? What am I, what is my potential? What am I capable of? And then am I, am I willing to, you know, step on my fear and have the courage to get out and do that? And then of course, the second part is asking others. I need to be brave enough to go out and start asking others to achieve my dreams. So it was really remarkable. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your Daily Helping. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and we have a duo of amazing people to share with you today. Mark Victor Hansen is probably best known as the co-author for the Chicken Soup for the Soul book series, and this set world records in book sales with over 500 million books sold. He's a prolific writer with 307 books authored or co-authored, including The Aladdin Factor, The Power of Focus, The Richest Kids in America, The Miracles in You, You Have a Book in You, and The One Minute Millionaire Series. Mark has worked his way into the worldwide spotlight as a sought-after keynote speaker and entrepreneurial marketing maven. He's a charismatic speaker, and he's spoken to 7,000 audiences in 78 countries. And sitting right next to him, and I'm equally excited to have her on the show, is Crystal Dwyer Hansen, a business strategist and successful entrepreneur, speaker, and author in the U.S. and China. Crystal is also known as The Celebrity Coach. She's a certified life coach and wellness nutrition expert whose personal coaching, speaking CDs, video programs, books, and articles have helped people all over the world. Crystal is a member of the International Coaching Federation and the founder of Crystal Vision Life Limited, as well as Skinny Life, a wellness company. Crystal is the author of Skinny Life, The Real Secret to Being Physically, Emotionally, and Spiritually Fit. Mark and Crystal are heavily engaged and invested in clean, renewable energy through ownership of two companies, Metamorphosis Energy and Natural Power Concepts, based in Hawaii. Crystal and Mark, this is going to be a fun episode. Welcome to The Daily Helping. It's an honor to have you both on. We agree, Dr. Richard. Thanks for having us. Dr. Richard, happy to be here. Absolutely. And I know we've got a brand spanking new book, Ask the Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny, to talk about. And we're going to spend a whole lot of time getting there. But I want to talk about, and I think if you could both answer this individually, that would be fantastic because it gives us some context to why you've created what you're doing. What got you both started in this wellness personal development world that you're both so well known to be for? Uh, for me, I went bankrupt, which was my best, worst experience. That's like it was the most awful time of my life. I was sleeping in a sleeping bag in front of another guy's room. I was down. I was out. I was upside down, lost $2 million in like a blink of an eye, checked a book out of the library, How to Go Bankrupt by Yourself. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm done for. And I thought my self-worth, and as a clinical psychologist, you know, my self-worth and net worth should be separated. But I thought they were the same thing. So I thought, if you lose that much money, you're useless, you're nobody, you're worthless. And then luckily, I'd sold my way through college. 
and university and grad school, and, and I'd gotten an audio tape that I was too cocky, too sophomoric, too full of myself to listen to, listen to it, and it said you could go up. And I said, that's what I want to do. I want to be a professional speaker. So I went down to my roommates. Uh, there are three other guys at this house in Hicksville, Long Island, New York, and I said, I'm asking you guys, do you know anyone that's young, that's not a cotton top, not a lawyer, not a doctor, not a celebrity, not a famous person that's speaking? And the guy said, yeah, I'm in real estate. Here's my little ticket. Use my ticket. He's in Hawpaw, Long Island, New York. I race out there. I hear this guy mesmerize the audience, Chip Collins, for three hours. I woke up to him and I asked, I say, I'm Mark Victor Hansen. Uh, can I talk to you and ask how you do this? He said, I'd like a free lunch. So that's good. You can buy me a free lunch. I said, well, good. I asked him every question. He said, if you'll stay out of real estate, I own this market. You can have this uh, insurance market. I'll tell you what to do. But chance you make it is one in a thousand. Long story short, I did a thousand talks a year for the first three years. It went like beyond phenomenal. I was only doing two things, selling talks and giving talks. And then they said, do you have it in a book? I did a little book called Stand Up, Speak Out and Win, a multi-authored book. Sold 20,000 from a platform in one year, made $200,000. Now I thought I'd arrived, gone to heaven again. So. Uh, that's how I started. And Crystal, what about you? So I would say, you know, I just have had always had this ability to sort of observe my life and myself. And I think um, there was this pivotal time in my life. I was one of those kids who high school was really easy. You know, it came easy for me. So I accelerated my curriculum and graduated at age 16 from high school and married my boyfriend who was five years older than I. Um, two and a half, not a great plan. I get it. <laughs> but five years later, I'm in a city by myself, baby on my hip, divorced, no family and friends, and honestly, no idea of how I was going to support myself. So I applied for food stamps. It's the only thing I could think of. And that day that I was standing at the grocery store, ready to turn those food stamps over for my groceries the first time, I, um, all of a sudden this, it was like time slowed down for me. And this question just dropped into my mind how did I get here? First of all, followed by another question, are you doing everything you can to get out of this or are you taking the easy way out? And I instantly, when my mind asked that question to myself, I knew the answer and I knew I wasn't doing everything I could to get out of my situation. I knew I wasn't using all my resources. So like I said, it was like time slowed down, like a spotlight on me. And I was like, by the time I turned those over to that cashier, I was saying to myself, this will not be my future. And I went back to my little apartment where I was getting, you know, eviction notices every month. And I just started asking myself questions because uh, that's all I had. I didn't have any answers. I only had questions. But I realized through that questioning process, I started to get the answers. And I um, started, you know, my first question was, how do I start making money tomorrow? I had heard on the radio about temporary service agencies. So I called them, registered. They would call you back and give give me, you know, an, uh, several choices of jobs that I could say yes or no to. And I started doing some work and I was kind of enjoying it. Then I realized there were two other agencies and I didn't see any rules. You couldn't apply to all three of them. So I did. And I started getting some really great jobs that I was enjoying. I was working in attorney's offices, filling in, and I was working at malls, setting up booths. And I was in sales sometimes for conventions that were coming through town. And I just started learning a lot about myself that I really that I, that I like business, I like sales, and I really love people. And um, so I ended up you know, putting myself through real estate school. And literally a year and a half from the time that I had turned those food stamps over to the cashier, I was working for uh, the top home builder in our valley. I became the number one realtor. And I also had approached the modeling agencies in that meantime. 
and asked them if they would sign me because some people said, oh, I should go to this modeling. So I, I did. And, and it turned out great. And some of my national, my television commercials went national. So I was getting royalties from that residuals. And so life suddenly got pretty good for myself and my little boy. And, and I often thought back on that moment in life. I've reflected back a lot about that, actually. You know, what if it would have been so easy for me to cave into my misery because I had every reason I could have given myself every excuse to do it, to just give up on myself. But I'm so thankful that I had the ability to sort of observe myself from the from an outside perspective and ask those questions. And I think that's always intrigued me. And even when I was selling real estate, I was I would connect people with people at a very deep level and I would be writing life plans for people, you know, because they would open up to me about issues and problems. And I found found that I just loved helping people because I could sort of see through the issue and I knew they could come out of it. I knew with just a little change of perspective, they could get through this and could become so much better. And I was just, it just became addicted with, to that. So I ended up, um, there's a other parts to the story, but I'd gone back to get, get my degree in psychology and I connected with, I was in real estate. I was building some of my own houses and my uh, cabinet guy showed up one day and he had just lost a lot of weight. He looked amazing. I said, Tony, what did you do? And he said, I stopped smoking. And I lost a bunch of weight. And I said, that doesn't make sense. How do you stop smoking and lose weight? You're supposed to gain weight when you stop smoking. <laughs> and he said, I got hypnotized. And I was like, tell me about that. Well, this guy hypnotized him. He listened to the audio for uh, 30 days. And he said, I'm, I'm smoke-free. Yeah, I've been a smoker since I was 15. And now I'm not. And I was so intrigued. I decided to go to, I went to the largest college um, for you know, natural therapies became certified in life coaching, certified in uh, clinical hypnotherapy. Because, and I started, opened up a practice and started helping people because I just loved the way that you could, you know, start from that place, basically neutralize the things that aren't working and move forward in a life of your own design. And, you know, that's, that's the work I do. That's what we both love to do. Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you. And I can't wait to see where you'll go. It's interesting. And what I've heard from a lot of very successful people is they can really pinpoint that one moment where it could have gone either way. And, you know, for a variety of reasons, they chose... uh, instead not the path of least resistance and to you know turn inward with with rage and and blaming but rather to take the path of uh, uncertainty but potential and it sounds like that's exactly what you did i am curious before I, before i move forward you mentioned that there were a number of questions that you kept asking yourself during that critical period for you crystal one of which was how do i start making money what were a few of the other ones that really were profound and impactful for you during that time 
well, you know, what am I, what am I best at? And, and what, and I started questioning, what is my potential? How high could I reach? Because, you know, I was really at rock bottom. So I really needed to, to do that reflective questioning and say, um, where do I want to go with my life? I've never, I was so young. I had never done this before. I had never gone through this process before. And it's interesting because in the book, um, Ask the Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny that Mark and I just wrote, we um, discovered there, there are three channels through which we all need to ask. And that is ask yourself, ask others, and ask God. And each one of those channels is equally important. And that's the part I discovered in the beginning was the asking myself part, because I had to reflect on who am I? What do I know? What am I, what is my potential? What am I capable of? And then am I, am I willing to, you know, step on my fear and have the courage to get out and do that? And then of course, the second part is asking others. I need to be brave enough to go out and start asking others to, to achieve my dreams. So it was really remarkable. Yeah, and I would definitely, we're, we're of course going to take a deeper dive into the book. I, I am curious, and I love to do this when I have uh, a, an amazing duo sitting across from me. What brought you guys together? How did that happen? Oh, <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> so I, her mommy uh, reads an ad that we're doing a seminar called Author 101, says, you're going to go to this. And she says, look, who's going to babysit the kids? My, my, my mother-in-law now says, I am. You're going to go and they've got great speakers, trainers, all the top authors, publicists, and, and Mark Victor Hansen. Like, I didn't know her at all. So I thought, well, she must be a fan of my books or something. Anyhow, I saw her sitting there in her loveliness, but she's sitting with some guy. So I asked somebody who said he knew her and said, no, no, she's divorced a while and you're divorced. I said, oh, good. Later that night, I'm at the <laughs> VIP and I'm, I'm thronged with people. All that want just two minutes to find out how to make their book a bestseller, which I'm glad to do. I'm honored. I, I've done a book on you. I have a book on you, as you said. She's across the way, and a woman, turns out we met her way later from El Salvador, goes wacko with a glass of red wine. Now, she's not drinking all the wipes out all over her white pants. Oh, Lord. The hero comes. <laughs> and I say, hey, I know where the club soda is. Let me take you there. So. So I, I saved her, I saved her. And that, that would be good. And then I'll, I'll let her tell the next part about talking to her mother. And then I want to go to the hotel. Well, it was just funny because we, he pulled me outside. He's like, I don't know where the club soda is. So we went out, found the club soda, this little side kitchen. And then he started asking me, you know, what I did. And I told him about my practice at the time and how I was helping people and the book that I was writing. He said, there's something about you that I think would be that you could help so many people and do so much good, especially for women and you know, they need that kind of leadership, but I, you know, I'm starving. I haven't eaten. Have you? And I hadn't. So he said, let me take you to dinner, but let's leave this property because people are going to be thronging me all night asking for five minutes. minutes." So I went up to change my, you know, out my white pants into a dress. And I called my mom and said, mom, I got to hurry. Um, but how are the kids doing? She said, great. And I said, cause, um, you won't believe this, but I'm going to dinner with Mark Victor Hansen. And my mom said, Oh, I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So, 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 Dr. Richard, just one more part. We get to the restaurant, and it's the top Hollywood restaurant, and it's thronged with people. I mean, just, <laughs> oh, my gosh, a $100 bill won't get you in. So I go, oh, my gosh. So we walk up. He sees her fluke retrudeness just emanating out of every pore of her being and said, okay, I give up. Who is she? And his mind's going, you know, because he's a maitre d', but he knows every movie star. He reads People Magazine or whatever you read, right, and says, 
okay, who is she? I said, you don't recognize her? A question, right? I'm good at asking. And he said, no. Uh, I said, she, I'm goofing because we're Danish. I said, she's the queen of Denmark. <laughs> First of all, he did what you did. He said, no, she's not. And then all of a sudden he goes, uh-oh, she is. So who are you? And I said, and who travels with the queen? <laughs> said, oh, my God, you're the king. And like that, we had a table in the back. And now, you know, now we're sitting as a king and queen and getting service that is for royalty. And you go, wow, this is like, I mean, it was absolutely divine what happened. Right, we were just goofing around, but we just like, okay, this, we, can't, we can't stop this now. Might as well live it up. <laughs> yes, that is so much fun. Yeah. And, and having looked at some of your uh, podcasts before this, how to become the best version of yourself, that's what everybody's supposed to do, live in the glow of life. I fully agree, and uh, you know that that story would you probably wouldn't have gotten away with that uh, when people had smartphones <laughs> where they could they could have looked it up. But that's a that is an absolutely fun story. And so you mentioned uh, you're very good at asking questions, and you know, Crystal, you you teased a little bit about it, this new book that's out, "Ask the Bridge: From Your Dreams to Your Destiny." What made you guys decide to create this book? We travel to 80 countries. We love what we do. And, and what we've discovered is there's great people. They're likable. They're personable. They're educated. They're professional. But the difference between those who succeed a little and those who are massively successful in whatever their form is, is the ability to ask. And what happens is everyone knows a spiritual line, of course, ask and you shall receive. But no one ever codified it. No one ever put it in the covers of a, a book. So we said, wait a second. Both of us are masters at this. Let's write everything we know. And we did it. And we did not know it was going to be such an important book that just boomed and took off and, and would be the, the sort of the gadfly to wake people up during this time when everybody has been shut down. People are buying the book from Amazon, going crazy. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But it, what it does, it asks you to look at your life like Socrates said, the unexamined life's not worth living. And if you're going to examine it, you need some questions. And no one did it. And then we interviewed 26 superstar askers. and we found what the roadblocks to asking were and why people didn't succeed. And, and uh, the people that are reading it are having just breakthrough successes. I love that. Tell us a few of those 26 superstars that, that you consulted on for this. Oh, the, who they were, some of them? Yeah. We've got, um, you know, Peter Goober in there, founder of, uh, he was the um, chairman of Sony. Um, he has how many Academy Awards? 50 Academy, 50 Award. Academy wow. Awards. Yeah, he owns, he's a part owner of the Dodgers and the Golden State Warriors. And Peter just came from, you know, a very ordinary middle-class background. But he's just, an extra, he's had an extraordinary journey. And he credits that journey to the ability to ask. And it's just a really amazing story to hear his journey, starting from when he was a young boy needing money and wanting greater opportunities and questioning himself, like we said, the three, the three channels through which you need to learn to ask are ask yourself, ask others, and ask God. And so that's what we found. These master askers have really taken that journey. So Peter you know, started asking himself, what do I want? How can I get what I want? At a very young age, starting when he was you know, shoveling uh, walkways or finding a need to fill for someone else. And that's part of our success in life is asking these sort of questions like, how do I fill someone's need? And how do I create value by doing that? And if I do that, what is that worth to them? If I create that ease or that service or whatever it is I'm creating. And um, 
you know, that journey just continued to, um, for Peter with increasing success till he just became this huge icon in business. One of the other very interesting people that we interviewed were, was Wyland. I don't know if you know Wyland, the artist. He's a very famous uh, marine artist. He's also a very good friend of, me and Mark have been friends for 40 years, but the most successful um, commercial marine life artist. And um, his vision is just so big. And in this book, we talk about, you know, how does someone go from being this very poor kid raised by a single mother, you know, with another brother to, oh, five brothers. I was thinking we only had two. Yeah. um, He had club feet. He had to have surgeries when he was young, but he, he continued to ask himself what, what his passions were and to find his talent. And it was in painting. And, and as he pressed forward in that, he asked bigger and bigger questions. He's done some of the most enormous projects in the world. He's done, I'm on his board of directors with Crystal and and he's done a hundred whaling walls. And then we did the Great Wall of China where we covered it and we did 10 miles and Wyland and I are saying, well, what can we do to be something no one else has ever done? I said, what if we got three kids all the way from Afghanistan to Zimbabwe, flew them into the, before the Olympics in China. And we did that and we did it. And it was just beyond extraordinary. And right now he's doing a hundred sculptures that'll go underwater that everybody will dive on to make tourism come back in the world. And there, he just, he is a magnificent human being, thinker, honest, integrous, but a, the, the most profitable commercial artist literally in the world. And, and luckily we're his friend and we interviewed him. And when he was born with club feet, luckily his mom had absolutely no money having all those boys and no, no husband and said, how am I going to get these club feet taken care of? So my son can play sports and that. Those are the March of Dimes. They took care of it. So I am uh, head of the, we do, we tithe in every book we do, which is, I wrote a whole book called A Miracle at Tithing. Businessmen say, what's a miracle at tithing? <laughs> That's one of the secrets to why I sell more books. But when I did the March of Dimes with Melanie Griffith, we raised more money than anybody ever had. And I went to Wyland and I said, look, you got a benefit of this. Would you raise it next? Because they asked me to pick the next person. He said, you got it. And then he loves to say, well, I raised more than you. I said, that's the goal. Each one do better. <laughs> <laughs>